Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Tori, Nathan, congratulations, you did it! I wouldn't say that you escaped from the no. podcast, but you did what you set out you to do. You solved your You mission. tackled a grown-up. Yes. <laughs> and a DJ. Yeah, yeah well, more like jo- roughly jostled a <laughs> DJ, tackled a grown-up. Which I guess implies that the DJ is not a grown-up. Oh, it's, it was a ten-year-old the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right, I picture a D- I picture all DJs as sort of like Otto and The Simpsons, a very ambiguous age, yeah, somewhere in between. Uh, how <laughs> did you did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Yes. Yes. That was that was, that was great. There was there was a couple moments where I was like, "What am I doing here? Why did they invite me? <laughs> I'm never gonna get out." And I, yeah, but then I was like, then it started clicking. And uh, and we got it. So it's kind of funny because there's like different puzzles that you maybe naturally excel at. I think mm. is what I was kind of getting. So some of them just came really. And I think Tori and I, you know, kind of have different things that we saw, which is super helpful. But oh yeah, that's what you want. The one, the visual one with the sodas. I think we were both just out of loss. Like, oh yeah, it's such an interesting one because if you've seen it before, it's a really easy one to click into. But if you haven't, it, it is really is like it goes from zero to 100 straight away. There's no like slowly solving. It either clicks or it doesn't. Yeah. But yeah. that was the cool thing too. Like for me, like as soon as I saw that one, just, yeah, it was that moment. Because we had been, we were, that was the one. I was like, I don't want, Bill, he's going to have to give, he's going to have to give us the hint. He's going to have to tell us what this is. We're, we're, <laughs> we're done for. Then, <laughs> he's never going to invite us he's, back. He's never invite us back. Like these guys can't solve puzzles. But then I then <laughs> then I see the one and I'm like, just boom. And it was fun. It was just that fun kind of revelation that puzzles give you that little. It's just about, rush yeah, definitely one of those puzzles. And the more you see them, the more you can get into them quickly because it becomes a, oh, that word choice is really strange. They must yeah. have chosen those weird words for a very specific reason. Let's just look at those ones. Mm. Freaking de-sloth re-energized. Do you know how hard it was to find words that could put three in them? But it's also wild the extent to which, like, I had the same thing with you. I was playtesting this, and I had a lot of time looking at the words, be like, oh, I can't, I don't know, is there anything? But then once you have it, you go back and you hear Nathan going, oh, D sloth three energize, D sloth three energize, <laughs> sloth three energize. No, there's nothing there, and your your brain's going, what? No, I can yeah. I can hear you say it. I do like but a never, good but it's, it's wild. sound puzzle where they get some words and when you say them out loud, they sound like other words. Mm. I, I enjoy puzzles like that a lot. Yeah. I like to think about what that does for the listeners for this show. Uh, but that, that was like, it was a, there was a great moment of you getting that. And it, and it was probably the, the thing that stuck you for the longest because it really is just a see or don't. Uh, did you have any moments that you felt exceptionally like, like, do you feel proud of like, yeah, I got that one? Like, Tori, do you have a moment where you're like, Oh my yes, gosh, I, yeah. I was so proud of myself for remembering the schedule and well, the yes. colored signatures. Because cool. we didn't even mention the colors when we were, like, describing no, it. You or, no, didn't. I, we, Yeah, we just were like, oh, there's signatures. I was but, worried that you didn't spot it at all. So that was my... as I, I was, like, really relieved when Nathan solved the, the drinks puzzle. And then <laughs> that was my, like... Yes, contribution. I remembered the schedule. <laughs> yeah, I, and that got me as well. Like I, I stuck for a long time. Just I think Danny had to give me like a go back through stuff. You haven't done yep. anything with it. Like, oh my God, you're right. I haven't done anything with the schedule. 
Um, that's it. Again, you thought you had because you, like Tori and Nathan, decided to rip up the schedule to use a signature on it. Yeah, it so. makes you think you're you're done with it. Mm. But in fact, you have yeah. delivered. But it yeah, really you have used it. hardly any of it. Yeah. I didn't write all of those columns for nothing. Yeah. True. <laughs> Just for us to pick one signature and rip it up and stick it on a fake ID. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had my little shoulder Danny voice <laughs> in my head of like, go back through the old things. What, where have you seen this before? Think back beyond this room. And yes. Uh, it was I've, funny to hear you say that to literally be like, is that, is that too far back? Are we going way <laughs> too far? <laughs> it was Sorry. back behind the doors. It was yeah. so far away. We were done with that room. We've left. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my most emphatic uh, point about this room that I wanted to make sure was that you never forgot about OKGD. And thankfully, you had that. You must have written it prominently in your notes because you mm-hmm. didn't. You remembered it. You got there at the end. You made yeah. good use of it. That was a super fast, fast, like, came right mm-hmm. to yeah. me as I was looking at that. But That, that I... was a really difficult one to put together as a solution because that getting OKCG, uh, sorry, OKGD is a solution, but it doesn't look like a solution. Yeah. Everything else that you got looks like a word. So I very much have to put in my notes, as soon as you get OKGD, I have to come in and cut in and start telling you that you've done something right and more stuff happens, which was yeah. when the punch bowl ta- like elbowing happened and things like that. Yeah. that I think that actually helped me remember it at the end because because it was so like, there wasn't any closure. It was just like, yeah. okay, I have these letters and they mean nothing to me. Mm. So it kind of mentally was like, all right, that's there. It's not solved yet. I'm, I'm going to need those I'm later. I'm glad because that's one of those things where because of the format that we have, we have a unique level of power over the flow of gameplay that it's not quite an RPG and it's definitely not like a physical escape room where it's very hands off. So trying to figure out the ways to... Make sure that you are definitely going in the sort of flow that I want you to go. And yeah, get, I'll say one yep. one thing about that though, because it was the first thing we solved and it didn't really have a resolution. I kept kept getting <laughs> like it was really hard for us to get to the green, like the first like actual mm. word. Because I'm like, I, we have all the letters. Like, what yeah, more do you want from me? This is like, true. <laughs> you didn't make me do anything with the other letters. Oh, it was so. But, that it got like they get more and more convoluted with each one that you look at. The reason that it was a bit hard to spot that was the first one that you actually found was key at the DJ booth, but you oh, didn't yeah. think that it was standalone solvable. But that was just find the letters, they are here, they are in order. And then green, you could get where it's just it's a little bit mixed up. And then the lights puzzle, which is a little bit more mixed up, but they tell you sort of the order yeah. that you can look at them based on the directions they are. So each one got a little bit more convoluted. Yeah, and the timing of us solving green was was really tricky because mm. we had just talked about all of the colored lights, and so it was like, oh, great, the curtains the are green? a hint uh, for the just colored for lights. In the play test, Heartwood Cola was originally Heartwood Lime, and it was green, but that yeah, was clearly to too of much of a distraction. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. I was in there again, it's all about the cola! It's nothing but it's all about lime. It's all about hardwood. You started looking for limes in the fruit bowl. Yeah, I was on a lime quest. We had to, we had to get rid of that. Um, but no, it was it was really it was it was really lovely. You also, I was very impressed straight away when it was like, oh, do you have a school ID? And so you were just like, great, we'll get a photo, we'll stick it on a card, we need to oh, find yeah. a plastic card. And I was like, oh, they've they've got all the steps. They just haven't looked under the rug yet. Yeah. 
But like that was that was fantastic. So it was great for you that when you found what you needed, you you'd done the plan already. You found oh card great picture yeah. stuck on gum sticky tape. That that to me. Move. That was like the part of this that felt a lot like role playing to me. Yes, it was like, mm, we need we're undercut. We need to find our disguise, and it's like okay, and then we have these things. That was kind of that was kind of fun part, and then it got it wasn't even like really puzzly then until it got into the actual main. True, no, it, and this was a very fairly true. puzzly room. It, it, like, it goes yeah, very back and forth. Heavy. It's you start having to disguise things, then it goes straight into lots of intense puzzles that you're solving in like a little bit of an open order, but there is some direction. Uh, to the order that you solve them in, but only a little bit. So that's just a lot of puzzles all at once. And then it finishes with a little more role-playing and tackling. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but no, because it isn't, because some of our rooms will have, we'll we'll go through like a play test and be like, oh, there are no puzzles in this room. It's all just yeah, sort of like that, like that role-play style. Three rooms ago, there were no puzzles in the room. Yeah, it's like that logical action-based stuff. And they're like, oh, no one ever had to do a puzzle. And so, and then this one had had quite a few puzzles, mm. uh, and so you did you did really well to get through them. I will say it was very funny, uh, Tori, because right at the end there, I was reading through Danny's conclusion, and it says like you have to stop this now, and then immediately says in big black letters, when players decide that tackling Mister Menifee is the best option, you like you can move on. And as soon as I was, while I was reading that, you said, well, we got to tackle Mr. Menifee. That's what we have to do. I appreciated that a lot. <laughs> it was like, oh, well, there you go. They've done it already. And then Nathan came in trying to be more reasonable <laughs> oh, and come up, up with other ideas, which were hilarious. Song. And I wish I had plans for that as well. But yeah, like I said, I'm not here to improv. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, uh, the, the inner conflict too, of this one solo character we're playing where he's, mm. he's like, I got to tackle that. Wait a minute. Hang no. on. <laughs> I could, this could be the start can, of my musical I career. I can, <laughs> I can fix this. No, 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 no. That's going to be too hard. Just go tackle him. If you were doing it as a, as a, as a fun video game, you'd make that like the cool, like that'd be the quick time event thing where you have to keep <laughs> playing the music, but as he changes key, you have to change and change oh, and change yeah. and change and keep up with it. And then it's a battle between the, the two of you. Yeah. Press X really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. And then if you fail, you just throw the guitar away and tackle. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's the failing of the quick time event. <laughs> And it can't, you can't succeed. It goes on for right, until well, you fail. Canonically, that's what happened then. True. <laughs> so here's, I'm going to ask a question. I don't know if anyone, if this is culture, but we can ask back. I, where do you start with a puzzle like this? Like, do you start with OKGD okay, or do you just have some puzzles in mind? And that's just kind of interesting to know. That is a very good point. I'm pretty sure that uh, my entire point was, as a starting point, was I wanted four puzzles. I think it was always four. And I wanted them to come together to tell you what needed to be played. And I'm pretty sure I always intended it to be off-key. I think the words off-key Green Day came to me pretty quickly because they were mm. normal words, and I'm pretty sure that just then spawned, okay, you're going to think that it's a song that you've got to destroy, but it's going to be the teacher. And then it was just finding places around the room to put those. And I think the OKGD okay came frustratingly late because the, I, I remember spending a good deal of time just going, they don't even need this. They're going to be able to rearrange those words and they're going to be fine. How on earth do I structure this word so that's not how it works? Yeah. So that they don't just find the words off key green day, arrange them properly and know exactly what to do. And just uh, sat down struggling with gating and like closing off puzzles so that you couldn't get them in a certain order. And so, yeah, making sure that you couldn't get the Morse code until you had found OKGD, OK just to emphasize its importance. 
but in yeah, yeah. theory, it could be ignored, which is sad. Mm. But wonder... again, that's why some rooms are very much designed for the podcast. And even though we make all the room notes available, um, some of them, I think that people should hold off on writing for themselves because this level of control that I get to have uh, really helps make them flow in ways that I'm not sure they would flow for just anyone yeah. running them. Oh, yeah. Sometimes to get the flow right, you just need Danny with with a dam just being like, water, shut up, water's on. Here's, I'm controlling the flow. I'm moving. Yeah. No, but it's 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 really helpful. I mean, again, for this being really my second escape mm. room, right? Mm. I, I, I thought that little bit of guidance for me was actually much needed or I would have been spinning my wheels on things. Uh, that, we that we definitely have that in mind when we design yeah. and when we run them. We know yeah. that this, the talking is part of it. And it's also one of those things that allows us to, to have the schedule we do. Because if you, if you look at people with like with proper brick and mortar escape rooms where this type of guidance or this this back and forth with the with the person running it isn't there, they end up playtesting each individual room for six months to make sure that all of this comes out. You know, it, it's a really, really tough sort of game for something where you know that you don't have that connection with the player. We have the connection, which allows us to then get a room out every two weeks because it's it's we can we don't have to refine this to the point of like no no we have to make sure that no one ever thinks that this is this or no one ever thinks this. You can just tell them like here's what you think. Next, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, what, uh, maybe one other not a question, but just kind of a, a thought as I was doing this. Like, there's this temptation to like as you're working on a puzzle to like leave that puzzle and kind of give it and go back to a different puzzle mm. or where I felt like, again, you, you, there's a little bit of encouragement going on. Like, no, you're, you're close. And this, this is kind of the thing. You exactly. This room in particular is very unusual in how many of the puzzles are. It's just look at this one image for a while. And the answer is in there. Oh, generally it is. You need to be able to take two things from different parts of the room and combine them. And just looking at a puzzle on its own isn't going to be enough. So going off to do something else is the correct idea. So yeah, there may have been a little bit more, oh, stay with this one for a bit mm, than usual. Sure. But it's also, that's one of those skills I think that you learn when you do more escape rooms. Like puzzle solving is something you get better at, but one of the best things you can get good at to, if you want to get good at escape rooms is like recognizing when a puzzle is solvable and when it's not. And like looking at something like, Am I do, do I have all the elements? Do I need more elements? Is is like an interesting skill to to learn. Mm. Um, so like when I saw uh, the key, the four, five, six on those records, that to me, I'm like, this seems solvable. I reckon this would be doable. But then you see the lights in a big chart, and you go, that's not solvable because I could. Yeah, and you and I think the two of you did really well at that. You saw that chart full of light letters, like each color has a left, middle, right. And you spend a little bit of time being like, are there hidden words in here? But I think you both fairly quickly got like, mm, this looks like a key. This looks like it helps me solve something mm, yeah. else. Or, you said yeah. that very early on. And so, so as you played, like you, you kind of really keyed into that idea. Uh, but yeah, to, I have Tori, to say, I was really, um, <laughs> this was like a meta observation as I was like, focus on the puzzle. Well, how do I do this? What's the solution um, on the drinks? But I was very impressed that at, and I suppose this makes sense because you guys have been doing this a while, but I was impressed at your clue giving that like you guys were just so good at kind of writing the line, not giving it away, but being like, uh-huh. 
Yep, just a little, <laughs> just keep going. Okay, what do you do if you fried it all out? What What do you see in the word? You know, like just yeah. like giving hints without being like it's right there. You yeah, idiots. you want to no. be able to give hints, but also without like taking away the moment. You You don't want to give people the. You don't want to take we from want them, them that, to be your that feeling of like, oh, that's it. There's a friggin' one in it. Like that's a good moment. That's a that's mm. an enjoyable emotional experience. Yeah. So. Even if it's an, oh, how didn't I see that before moment, that still counts. You never want to be like, maybe you should be looking for uh, like numbers hidden in them, maybe. And then that's like, Uh, oh, okay, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you give me that hint? Yeah. (laughs) But Uh, you were also, but it was, it was also, they were also helpful. Like, that's what I was so impressed mm. by is you guys found the balance between that, like, oh, why don't you look what's hidden in the words, which would (laughs) have been too much. And then just sort of the passive, like, I, you know, I'm sure you guys will figure it out. Mm, Just, you know, keep thinking on this, which is like not helpful at all. (laughs) I'm glad that you found it that way because when you, sometimes when you're staring at a puzzle and the person is trying to hint, but not give it away, everyone seems like they're being smug. Like, Mm. oh, those words look interesting. (laughs) Have you considered looking at the words? Yes, I've been looking at (laughs) them for half an hour. I will say, I don't mind. I think one of the keys to giving a nice hint is... Almost always, people have said something themselves that is on the right track, right? Because you throw out all mm-hmm. these ideas. And so you don't feel, it feels nicer to get a hint when the hint isn't, let me tell you a, a new thing. When it's like, one of the things you said earlier, because you were mentioning like alphabetical doesn't work. So like, think about that. And like, then it's something that you did that I'm yeah, not yeah. saying, here's something new that I'm adding into the scene. It is, you already said the right thing, but you've said like a couple other things. But one of those things earlier, like that thing about alphabets, that was a good point. That's true. I felt like a lot of what we were doing was uh, steering when you had three or four ideas at once and just sort of narrowing it down to which one was the right one that yeah. you'd had. And that feels good, I think, as a player, because you don't feel you feel like it's still your accomplishment, because it is. Like you said the right thing. You had the right thought. You were going there. We're just kind of cutting out the time of, all right, I'm going to save you time because you could investigate A, B, and C. And I know for a fact that B and C aren't going to get you anywhere. So I'm going to tell you, if you're going to start investigating, investigate your first thought, investigate thought A, because I don't want to waste everyone's time because you'll get there eventually because you had that idea. I'm just, I'm just speeding you up. None of this is something that a Mm -hmm. physical escape room necessarily has because who knows how closely the GM is listening to every conversation. Or how much the people are saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I've noticed that with the hints in physical escape rooms, often it's, uh, they don't always strike that balance. You know, if no. you signal for a hint, they might be like, oh, try the, you know, try the middle button again or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I, all right. I, yeah, like you're, <laughs> you just you're solved looking, it for me. You're, but or, okay. or, or the other side where you're, like you're saying, you're looking at a chart on the wall for 10 minutes. You finally like, ask for a hint. Look at say, the chart on the at, wall. Yeah, look at the chart. You're like, mate, I'm looking at the chart. <laughs> but it's also, but it's true, right? Because they don't know what you're thinking. Like, in this, you because we encourage you to talk out loud and think things through and talk, uh, we know what you have thought already. Whereas often in a physical escape room, you don't have an audience. So you're silently looking at a chart and thinking about the chart. You walk away from the chart and you're still thinking about it. And then the game master like, hey, think about the chart. And you want to be like, uh, I am thinking about the chart. How didn't you know that in my brain <laughs> I've already thought that thing? Because they're just looking at you walking around the room. They don't realize that what you're thinking and... You know, so yeah. it is, it's much harder to get that as a, as a, as a, in a physical space. That was uh, actually a surprising, uh, I don't know about challenge, but just 
that was like a weird thing that I had to get used to. I don't know how it was for you, Nathan, but like just thinking out loud because mm-hmm. and I and it quickly made me realize how many just absolutely dumb, wrong thoughts I have <laughs> at first that are just like, I know this is wrong, but but Bill and Danny told me to talk out loud. So yep. here's my dumb idea. Mm. It's wrong. I'm going to move on to the next one. <laughs> but here's, and here's are, you, are you seriously saying that some of the actual solutions weren't as dumb as the dumb <laughs> thoughts that you had? <laughs> oh, you know, use the gum to make a fake ID. This will work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, but it is, it is it's one of those things. And you have to, the, the reason we encourage it so much is because people often used to not do that because they would think, ah, that's not a fully formed idea yet. That's a dumb one. I won't say it. But yeah. half the time, your, one person's dumb idea is the spark of somebody else's brilliant solution. Uh, and so you'll see them being like, you know, one person in these cases might be seeing them going, oh, you know, colors. Like even the Roy G. Biv stuff, I think, was super helpful. Nothing was ever a, was ever rainbow order for these colors. There was no Roy yep. G. Biv. But that concept of there's an object somewhere in the world that has these colors in, in a sequence. So I'm going to mention rainbows. Rainbows are, are an object you could see that has colors in a sequence. They're, they're colors. They're, they're, until eventually, like, okay, well, is there something else that supplies those colors? It's not a rainbow. Is there something else that has like those colors that we've seen? And it gets people thinking about it. And then like, oh, it's not Roy G. Biv. It's the teacher, Roy Gibiv, who signed in on the schedule. Let's go and check <laughs> yeah. his thing because he, he signed it in a color. Like you get these, it, it, it creates connections, even ones that you're not aware of. Just the more ideas get thrown out there, uh, it's always helpful. And it used to be for a long time, um, we would end up having to do this as a hint, but we wouldn't give hints. Our first hint would always be, hey, say something out loud. Just start talking. That's our hint. And then people would solve all their puzzles. So it's, it's, a, it's a surprisingly helpful thing for everybody. Well, now you have cannon fodder too for, not, not cannon fodder, but just, just material for next yeah. time. Like, oh, this guy thinks about it like this. This is a clue we could, we could give. To yeah, it helps yeah. design. So that's you kind get of to see how people this, think. This yeah. is reminding me of just, I went to trivia with my parents on Thursday. And one of the questions was, how many Downton Abbey movies have there been? Ooh. To which I went, oh, no. I mean, I only know about one, but maybe they've made a second one. And mum went, oh, no, as far as I know, there's only been one. I only know about one. And then it turned out that there were two. But it turned out she knew that one had come out last year. I knew that one had come out a couple of years ago. Yeah, so there you so go. if we had talked a little if bit you more. Say, you've got to keep talking. Interesting, yeah. You failed the test. <laughs> oh. And we didn't check the door. I'm always going to remember check. that now. I know. The worst, now I feel really bad. Occasionally we have doors that aren't relevant. <laughs> and so people come on and they go, I've listened to a hundred episodes of your podcast. Here we go. I'm going to check the door. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's nothing on the door. It's like a <laughs> physical escape rooms are the same. The door is rarely something to look at, but on occasion it is. And it's really important. Mm. Yeah. Someone in our, in our discord right now is going through and trying to get a, uh, a master list of every time the door was a relevant puzzle in one of our rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Just going well, through season by list, season. Then. Yeah, add this one to the... Although this one's sneaky because it's not quite the door, but you have to check the I door do to that find occasionally. the thing next to the door. But that's all right. Yeah, it's I would like have you put have it, to turn around. I would have <laughs> put it on the door if that were in any way a sensible place to put a light box. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Well, look, that, I think that went really well. I think you did you 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 did very well. It was a tough room, especially uh, if you haven't done a huge amount of escape rooms, Nathan. It was a lot of little puzzles and 
and and and a, a getting lot on to the do. same page about the structure of this room is a tough one because mm. it was a surprisingly unusual structure. Yeah, yeah, quite, quite, and it was very important because and... it was like the, you got to know yes. what's on the right and yeah. what's on the left and what's on the back wall. <laughs> That's true. I don't often make room position stuff. Mm, but relevant. room position was relevant. It was a very interesting room, but look, it was a good, it was a good fun room and a good end to this little arc. Yeah, again, no s- big, no big surprises, no twists. You just had to stop this from happening. Yeah. That's good. I was so worried we were going to let all your listeners down by just not solving this one. Yeah, and yeah. If you yeah, hit a, if you hit a time limit, we just kick you out, and then no one's <laughs> the end of the room. you guys ruined all it. All the kids ah, yeah. get get absorbed. All the teachers all turn the young, and it's all your and, fault. Uh, yeah, you're fired, <laughs> and you live the rest of your days out. In all the all the teachers failure. get really young, and all the students get really old because their energy was sapped. But then the then the old students are like, well, we're the adults now, so they take over the school and they have to teach the adults. Oh, maybe not. And, so and bad. everything's fine. Yeah, isn't that how everyone wants the world to be? All the adults turn I'm into kids you guys, and then they forget how yeah, silly that is. It's good to know you have a contingent contingency yeah, a backup in case, in case we case. didn't solve the puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, that was great fun. It was lovely to have yeah. you on. Uh, it was a really good room. Not much changed in the playtest to the final thing. A few uh, we've bits. talked about the little bits you that know, changed. We well. added the, uh, the, that order drinks Oh, uh, yeah, the photo of the canteen lady that said order drinks. That was not in the original. Yeah, we added that because... Uh, the idea of like putting the drinks in order is already enough of a, like this, the puzzle's hard enough, mm. not knowing that you're looking for a way to put these drinks in order, you just never start it. And I think mm. in the playtest, I didn't start trying to do it until Danny said, hey, maybe there's a thing, like you should focus on these drinks, you should look at it. So we tried to get an idea of ordering the drinks in there. Uh, and I like, uh, Nathan, you had a lovely moment of, of listening to you go, oh, order drinks. Order, Order drinks. drinks. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I like that's a good classic sort of a cryptic crossword style clue. <laughs> you just go yeah. say this word slightly differently in your head. Make it, make it, give it a different feel. It wasn't order drinks. It was order drinks. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that was it. Was a good moment of realization to hear. Uh, well, look. Thank you for coming on the show. The dog has designated that it's now time for us to finish. Yeah, we know it must be done because right. the dogs come in to bother us. Uh, it was lovely to have you both. Uh, before you go, uh, for people who wanted to find more of, of your stuff and what you do and what's out there, uh, Nathan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, on the internet, knightsofastil.com. You can look up our stuff. But all the Utah listeners, I know <gasps> you have just a, 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 a vast... It's like eighty uh, percent of the audience. Eighty percent, Utah listeners. I will be performing a stage play Ooh. here in our community theater that I'm super excited for. So that is in October, the uh, the Timpanogos Valley Theater in Heber. What well, What are you doing? We're playing barefoot in the park, a little kind of comedy of sorts, and I'm playing Paul. Excellent. Beautiful. Oh, wonderful. So that there'll be a link to Knights of Bastille, and I'll find a link to this community theatre production uh, you can buy some, some tickets. Gosh, uh, I hope someone from this audience goes to your performance, Nathan. Wouldn't that if you go, be amazing. sit in the front row, and halfway through, just go, check the door! Hey, check the door! <laughs> check the door! <laughs> just, just, just scream it at the stage and see what happens. Yeah, um, I'd love that. Then realise, oh, I'm at the wrong performance. <laughs> this is a different theatre. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Do you have an understudy, Nathan? Yeah. You're not. Uh, Nathan will be sick. Someone else will be on. Uh, and uh, and Tori, where can people find more of what you do online? 
Um, well, you mentioned earlier, I'm part of the team at Level One Geek. You can find all of our stuff at levelonegeek.com. That's our blog. You can also find us on YouTube at, you guessed it, Level One Geek. Um, we're working on a new show um, that will probably be coming out um, sometime in October. But probably. in the meantime, we are releasing content on our YouTube channel every week. We have just a mega backlog of t- tabletop RPGs that we've played over time. So there's new stuff coming out every Friday, I believe, on our YouTube channel. You can go um, subscribe over there. If Lovely. You and look, if you're looking for somewhere to start, there is a 10-part series of me, Tori, and Nathan playing part-time go. gods. So check it out. It's a great. It's fully. It's finished. You can watch the whole thing start to finish. Uh, so check that out on the YouTube channel. Uh, all right, lovely. Well, thank you for coming on and playing our thank room. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danny, for writing Thanks such for a fun room. Thank you for your off-key Green Day singing. It worked really well. Yeah, wonderful. And uh, and everybody listening at home, thank you for listening. If you want to support the show, the best, the easiest way, leave a review or tell a friend or jump on an online forum somewhere and mention the show. Word of mouth is the biggest way to make people listen to podcasts. So please use your mouth and spread some words about this show. Uh, if you also want to support us, you can do so uh, on Patreon. You can sign up to, to donate uh, money to the show. It's, it's, we don't run ads. It's the way that we support the show and support our lifestyle and buy food. Uh, so, <laughs> so you can sign up. Anybody at any level has the chance to appear as a NPC in one of Danny's rooms. Yeah, so thank you so much to Pinguini, the DJ from this yes. episode, and Zion Bowman. Do we call Zion Bowman an NPC? I'm not sure. Didn't even appear, but your presence was felt. But was also you, sort of. Sort of. Well, uh, congratulations for appearing in the episode. Uh, There's also bonus audio. All of our $5 donors get the audio of us doing the playtest for every room, a whole series of murder mystery, one-shot little kind of two-minute mystery things that that we solve, and bunches of other fun bonus episodes of puzzles and crosswords and murders and things like that. Uh, there's bonus vlogs for all our $10 donors. We're and just trust me, you're not going to want to miss the October one. Yes, we are starting an, a whole new series where we react to escape rooms in TV shows. Every time they appear in, in, in media, we'll, we'll find them, we'll track them down, we'll react to them uh, monthly. Ooh. So you can check out that video content. Uh, and there's a trivia club for our $20 donors and all this other fun, cool stuff. So go and check it out. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, it's a great way to help support the show and, you know, support the rest of the audience. They get good stuff for free because you're paying for us to make it. So thank you so much, everybody, who supports really the show. And thank you, everyone, for listening. It. All right. That's it. We're done. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>